You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with Tim Rhodes from the Charlotte Marathon. Now, this is a race that local runners look forward to all year, the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. In fact, this year, they've waited two years to run it in person. And the pandemic, you know, it canceled last year's marathon. Just one year after so many people signed up, they exceeded the number of finishers medals available. They didn't even have enough medals to give out. There were so many people that ran. And that's a nice problem to have. Now, on Saturday, November 13th, they are back and they are better than ever. Tim is the race director who has uh, really speared, you know, the last several years of this marathon to the finish line. He's the guy that's in charge of this. He's also the owner of Run Charlotte, which organizes the 26.2-mile race and all the other races that go with it. He's going to join us now on the Brand Builders Podcast to give us a peek at how they're bringing this marathon back to Charlotte in style. We can't wait. Welcome back, Tim. I know you're so excited to see people in person running, and we can't wait to learn more about the Charlotte Marathon. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Doing great, Tim. Thank you for joining us. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. you having me. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So tell us how many years the Charlotte Marathon has been your baby. So um, I started the Charlotte Marathon um, in 2005. So wow. that would make this the 17th year. Um, and it it started kind of the backstory on it is, you know, if you've been around Charlotte a while, you probably remember the the Charlotte Observer Marathon and and they they moved their date around a little bit and eventually got out of the marathon business and the endurance uh, industry. Um, and there was for a short time the uh, Run for Peace Marathon. Um, and that went out of business. Uh, the last iteration of that was 2004. It was January of 2004. And as we were trying to figure out if we were planning January of 2005, we realized it wasn't going to happen. So kind of, you know, a little bit out of ignorance and, and, and some out of arrogance, maybe, I guess I, I put in a parade permit for a marathon. I owned the local running store at the time. I was in the event space. And I said, you know, you know if anyone's going to do a marathon in Charlotte, why not me? And uh, I didn't have any sponsors. I didn't, uh, I'd never done a marathon before. I had no idea. Um, but I just, I did it. And it was kind of a leap of faith. And uh, here we are 16 years later. And uh, I'm glad I did. 17 years now. So, when you get the idea that you're going to start a marathon now, look, I, I, I just got to work here because I had to take my car to the shop and I'm, I'm using Waze, right? It like tells me everywhere to go. Now, Waze could probably create a marathon just like that from an app. But when you did this, you didn't have that type of technology. I'm just shocked. How do you decide where the 26.2 miles is going to go? And how do you approach the city and say, I'd like to shut down 26.2 miles <laughs> for a whole entire morning? Uh, it just sounds like something that, is a lot more difficult than people might think. It is. It's it's uh, it's not easy, and it's certainly not cheap either. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, but you know, you you try to you try to pick the you know the best of what Charlotte has to offer. You know, like Queens Road is so iconic. You know, parts of the Booty Loop are iconic. Uh, the hill going up Moorhead, even though runners 
hate that thing. It's you know how many people run up Moorhead to finish at the Dowd Y. A lot of people, you know. Every day we see them. We're right on that <laughs> <Yeah>. corridor, <laughs> right by your shop. That's right. right. You know, stadiums and arenas, eclectic stuff like uh, Noda Plaza Midwood. I mean, these are neighborhoods I didn't even know much about. And I just start driving around and I'm like, you know, it'd be pretty cool to run the marathon over here. So how would you connect it? And, you know, I, I don't know, you know, it, it, it's kind of one of my weird talents, I guess. I, I love working on courses and putting them together. It's like a puzzle to me. So it's something I enjoy doing, but um, you know, the, the course has kind of ebbed and flowed over the, the, the years. Uh, it by and large, it's the same footprint. Um, this year we've made some changes. We tried to pull some of it on the first half, like between miles four and six, instead of being on Providence road and Sharon Amity, we tried to tuck it back into a neighborhood and connect it that way. So it's just, you know, there's less traffic, less cards us, more people coming out of their house to cheer you on. And then on the, the back half of the course, um, we, we tried to make it a little more interactive by having some out and back elements and incorporating, uh, the Sugar Creek Greenway. So um, just kind of fun things to do to, to keep it fresh. So does the route changes every year or you've just evolved it? Not every year. Uh, it, it's a lot of work to change it. Um, it's a lot of work for us, um, not just for us logistically and operationally, but for CMPD to, to reassign officers and everything. So, you know, we try to get three or four years out before we figure out if you know, does it make sense to tweak some things? So this year was kind of a more of a major change just because we need to get some out and back on the back half of the course. There's two main reasons for that. One is, um, well, so for our course, the first half is the half marathon as well. So it's a good crowd running the first half of the race. Well, at 12 and a half miles, three out of four runners turn left and go to a finish line and one out of four turn right and go to the second half of the marathon course. That makes it really lonely. If you're, <laughs> if you're that one that's turning right. And, uh, and, and so we wanted to figure out a way, how can we get it to be more interactive? Well, if you go out and back, you see people coming back at you. So you can wave um, high five, offer a, you know, a word of encouragement, whatever you want to do. Um, so that's one thing. It, it It's a little more interactive. The second thing is, you know, we're able to double down on, on a lot of resources. CMPD for one, they do a great job helping us out, but their manpower is limited. You know, they don't have an abundance, overabundance of officers to, to throw at this. So we've got to be mindful of how many officers we use. Um, and, and that saves us money. So it's a win-win, right? You know, every officer costs, costs us money. Um, but we can double down on entertainment, water stops, and things like that. So, so we're going out uh, North Davidson to the Nodon neighborhood, and then cutting down into Plaza Midwood neighborhood, and and coming back on the Sugar Creek Greenway. So, it, it's really um, we we hope to get three or four years out of this before, I, you know, maybe longer. Who knows? I mean, if this works, we'll stick with it. But um, you know, inevitably, there's construction or something that happens that causes you to have to change something so after pausing from last year and now folks sort of getting back out and interactive and, and the events are happening again are you seeing a, a wild success number uh, from number of registrations and participants so far you know you would think that there would be this pent-up demand but but not really um, 
one thing, and we've, I've, I've talked to other race directors and, and what's happened is, you know, the, the longer distance, the marathon numbers are, we're down 10, 12%. You know, it's, it's not, it's not like, oh my gosh, what's happened? The bottom has fallen out. Um, but there, there's also a little bit of that is due to a lot of the marathons in the spring are postponed to the fall. Oklahoma City, Boston, several others that are typically run in uh, March and April are in September, October, November this year. So there's kind of this oversupply for this year. Um, but also, you know, people, you know, maybe just aren't training for marathons at this point. You know, what we found is the, the shorter distances, half marathon is down a little bit more than that, but the 5k and the relay are, you know, those numbers are really, people are in a wait and see mode. So hopefully they pick up, but you know, we're, we're down a little bit more. We'll probably be down, uh, you know, overall numbers 20 ish percent from 2019, but that's, that's not uncommon across the country. A lot of these events are. And so, you know, maybe it's people just still being a little bit apprehensive about, coming out with 5,000 of their, you know, best friends and coughing and spitting and breathing hard, you know, in close proximity. So from a marathon standpoint, you mentioned Boston and, you know, Chicago and New York, there's a lot of marathons and Boston in general. If you think of Boston, some people probably say in the top five things about Boston, they're the marathon, right? Like that, like is, it kind of captures that city. What do you think with Charlotte, what do we need to do to become not only one of those top marathons, but really be able to draw a lot of people, sell these out. Like this to me seems like an event that even if you're not a runner, you should bring your family, get on the course, like see people that are running. It's a really cool experience to be able to cheer people on. And I remember me and my family, when my son was two years old or, or maybe one years old, we went out on the course and it was just cool to see people. Um, I'm not going to tell you that it motivated me to go run a marathon, but <laughs> right. it was exciting. Right. It was exciting to, to cheer people on. So Tell us, how can this community not only support the race, uh, but be involved and, and really kind of grow not only with the city, but but I think this is something that can highlight how great our city is. And you look at the map, it goes through beautiful places in Charlotte. Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, you know, East Over Myers Park, Delworth, South End. I mean, it, 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 the course has a lot to offer. You know, it's a great question. I, I, I just think that... Um, <clears throat> You know, we've been doing it for, so this is our 17th year, like I said, and, you know, I, I my desire is for people to embrace it and, and just uh, be a part of it. And, you know, we've, we've tried to focus on, you know, why do we do this? Well, one of the main reasons we do it is to raise money for Hemby Children's Hospital. And, um, you know, our partners at Novant Health are, are such great partners, and it really gives us... Um, an opportunity to give back to to people who are in a position of vulnerability, you know, when they're, when their kids in the hospital and how, you know, how do you make sense of that? You know, you mentioned your kid, what, what would you do if your kid was in the hospital for an extended period of time? You know, it's not just <clears throat> how you, how you handle that from his standpoint or her standpoint, but it's like, it's such a disruption to your entire life, you know, spending time at the hospital instead of being at home and stuff. So, you know, we really think it's it's just something that we need to do to step up and, and try to um, give as much as we can back to the local community. And that that is Hemby Children's Hospital. Um, 
you know, people, people can, the, the thing is people hear the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon, they're like, ah, I'm not a marathon. You know, and it's like, well, you don't have to, you know, one of the, one of the most fun elements of this event, I think, or potentially fun is the relay. So get four of your friends or two of your friends. We have two relay options and we added one this year is it's new. It's a three person relay. So you and two other people can jump in, run a half marathon. So the, the first two legs are about five miles. And then the last one is about 5k. Um, and so that's a, that's a great fun team building thing for family, work, church, whatever. Um, and if you have more friends and you want to do the five person relay, you know, that's the marathon distance. And, you know, again, the, the distances are broken up um, accordingly. So, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's an opportunity to come out. We try to, we try to really focus on the event side of it, you know, and provide entertainment. There's entertainment on the course. There's entertainment at the, at the start and finish line. Um, there's a big finish line festival. Noda Brewing Company is out. So we have a beer garden and picnic tables where people can just sit and relax after the race and, and socialize. It's a great community event. So, you know, I invite anybody to get involved. If you don't, if you don't have friends, you know, run the 5k by yourself. <laughs> Go um, make some maybe friends. Maybe you can meet some yeah. friends. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You'll make some friends in the 5k. Well, you know, what? Um, I mean, Charlotte, you know, but, is, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say for partners too, you know, if you're a company and you're like, Hey, that, you know, I, I'm a runner. I have a connection. Like we have a great audience. We, you know, uh, we say it's healthy and wealthy and wise, but you know, it is a diverse audience too. And that's, that's important. And, um, you know, our audience spends money and, and they, they, they are loyal to brands that support us. So, um, you know, I think it's it's a great opportunity if you're a company and you want to get some exposure and, and connect with our audience. Um, the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon is a great opportunity for that. Do you still have those opportunity? I know the, the race is coming up, what, November 13th? Mm-hmm. Was that the date? Um, do you it still is. have those opportunities for, for companies or organizations to get involved? Yeah, absolutely. We can We can custom build any kind of package that, I know it's last minute, but, you know, we can make something work. Um, and the cool thing is, you know, we, we, we jump in this year and, and then we've got a, a full year to work on it next year and, and try to get a full year of uh, engagement with the audience. So it's never too late. Yeah, and if you if you're listening, please go and check out uh, their their website. Um, you can just Google Charlotte Marathon. There's also a lot of opportunity for you to volunteer, whether that's supporting the registration prep, the expo, t shirt distribution, start line. There's so many different. Hey, you can even volunteer and work the beer tent. All right, so that could be that fun. Might be fun. <laughs> it's a, you just, don't want to run. You distrib- can <laughs> distribute keg beer to event participants. All right. Yeah. This is our audience. We will we'll fill that up. But what? Uh, you go ahead, Scott. No, well, I'm looking at the pictures too on the website. You see children, you see families, you see ladies and men, old, young. I mean, it's it's like you said, it's a very diverse looking crowd, and and uh, it just seems like you know those kind of back. Like, I would assume there's tons of different audiences that love to and enjoy running. You know. Yeah, and I, you know, I think it's it. Kids enjoy it too. I mean, that's such a, a an overlooked part. You know, people think, oh, marathoners. You know, it's for the for the older guys that have been around and they wear the short shorts and the tube socks and stuff like that. Well, <laughs> you know, 
uh, you know, running's for kids. I mean, you put a kid in a, even in the tot trot, we have a Chick-fil-A tot trot um, this year. We're not doing the one mile fun run, but it's a tot trot. Those kids love that thing, man. It's a hundred yard dash from, from, you know, point A to the finish line. And, and they love getting out there. And I, I just think it's a great, great opportunity. If you, if you start a running program with your kid to get some one-on-one time where they're not, you know, they don't have their face in their phone or, you know, the TV or whatever. It's just, you know, you and them and you're out running or walking. And I think that's just a great opportunity to build relationships with your family. Great opportunity to burn some calories right before Thanksgiving, too. There you go. That, that, that <laughs> the too, fat right? time of the year That's is right. on the horizon, yeah. unfortunately. And if you go running and then you get to drink keg beer, that beer is going to taste yeah. damn good. That's All right. right. So question on that tot uh, trot or, or whatever it was that you just called that was cool. What's the age groups of that? How old do you have to be to run in that? Yeah, so it's it's really designed for kids that are eight or nine years old and under. Yeah. Um you know, once you get to that, like 10 year old, most kids that are interested in running can probably at that point run a 5k or, or, uh, you know, work it. So, um, it, it's designed for younger kids. There is, is no fee to participate, but we ask you to register and just, you know, sign the waiver just, uh, um, for, for safety reasons. Um, but, you know, Chick-fil-A has picked up the tab on that for all these kids to be able to run free. And uh, we we appreciate the partnership with them. Um, we have some great partners. You know, I mentioned uh, Novant Health. Um, we've got a new uh, partner this year, uh, Bedgear. Um, they sell premium bedding supplies, um, mattresses, pillows, uh, sheets, and stuff like that. I, I got one of their pillows. And I used to have neck pain all the time, and my neck pain is gone. And I don't want to make this an advertisement for that year. <laughs> wow. I just do want to point out that, you know, we we do appreciate our partners. Uh, you know, we've got Ally Bank. Um, Publix is a huge uh, partner of ours, has been for such a long time, and we're so grateful for them. Um, you know, Gentle Giant Moving Company is, is a huge part of our logistics. You would be surprised. You mentioned, Scott, the, um, <clears throat> the volunteers or maybe it was Brian, but um, a thousand volunteers is what it takes to get this wow. thing done. Wow. It, it's uh, it's a big task. And so, you know, somebody has to manage that. Somebody has to manage the, you know, the course we've got, uh, see 12 aid stations along the way. And, you know, each one of those stations, probably over a hundred gallons of water um, for, for the, for the uh, runners to take. And it, it's not easy to get all that stuff moved around dropped off and picked up. What's the number of, of total people that run not only the marathon all the way down into the, to the kids run? Yeah. So, so overall, like in 2019, we, we had close to 6,000 participants. Um, the half marathon is our largest event by participation numbers. Um, and the marathon is second and, and rivals the 5k. Um, and then the relay is is uh, in there. Um, so next year we'll bring back the one mile fun run. Um, we would we would anticipate bringing that back, I guess, um, and you know just try to try to develop that as a as a feeder program for kids to to participate. One of the things that so I ran cross country in in high school, and I'm not gonna lie, it, it kind of made me hate running. Um, maybe it was a little bit of because of my coach, but one thing that 
I learned from that and, and I and I run now is really the mental toughness it takes to run. And maybe I was immature and didn't understand how important that could be, not only to your psyche, but really your entire day. One of the things that I think when you when you think of a marathon and, and somebody that maybe isn't a runner is is oh I'm not I'm not doing that. I'm not running twenty six miles. <laughs> but you guys have an amazing training program on your website. Tell us a little bit more about people that maybe aren't, you know, an avid runner but maybe they want to get involved and what the best way to do that and how you guys have really the tools to give you that access. And if you've never tried it, you need to, um, it, it could change your life. Yeah. It's a, it's a great question. I mean, you know, there, the, uh, there was a, is a guy who used to write for runner's world uh, named John Bingham. And he kind of had this legion of um, kind of runners that, were former couch potatoes and he himself was one too. And, and his famous saying was the miracle is not that I finished, it's that I started. And, you know, I, I think that so many people start a running program and they, they go out their door and they run as hard as they can and they get, you know, five houses down and they're like, man, I can't breathe. You know, I don't <laughs> think this is for me. And it's like, you know, don't run so hard. Right you know, start a walking program and take run breaks, you know, walk two minutes and then jog for a minute. And, and, and it doesn't have to be this overly exerting exercise. It can be just, you should be able to carry on a conversation when you're running. So, um, you know, start with 30 minutes, just run and walk for 30 minutes and, and go out 15 and come back 15. And what you'll find is each time you'll get a little further in that first 15 minutes and come back. And so um, I, I just think it's it, it's finding a time of day that works for you too, right? You, you, you go out, like I gotta do it first thing in the morning or I won't get it done because I'll get busy and then I'll feel guilty for trying to fit a run in at noon when I should be answering emails or something like that. So for me, the early morning works better. It's better weather too, right? You know, especially in the summertime. Um, but find a time of day that works for you and, and find somebody to run with, find an accountability partner just to keep you, you know, keep you showing up, you know, there, there are days where I bail out and it's like, you know, if I had somebody to run with that day, I wouldn't have bailed out because I, I didn't want to let someone down. But, um, I, you know, training programs are designed just to help people and, and guide them along. And, and there are some training programs available on our website and you can Google them. You, you know, there's nothing special about ours. It's just practical in terms of how do I get started? Well, the first thing is motivation and, and, and make your goals attainable, right? There, you know, some people, not just in running, but in life, they set these crazy unattainable goals and they, you know, they start start their journey and they're like I, there, there's no way i can ever do this and it's like well it's because it's a dumb goal it's too hard you know? yeah. <laughs> run a 5k first before you say you're going to run a marathon and decide that you can run a 5k and and like it and then once you do a 5k do a 10k and then once you do a 10k do a half and maybe a year or two from now you'll do a you'll do a full marathon but maybe you never will and that's okay you don't have to do a marathon um but it's just you know, getting out, being dedicated, maybe it's, all right, I'm going to run three days this week and I'm going to do 30 minutes and I'm going to run walk. Okay. Well, three days is good. It's better than zero, right? And doing 30 minutes is better than nothing. So, and eventually, you know, maybe you'll do 40 or 50, but 
you know, it's just starting with small attainable goals. And that's, that's the way it is with life too, right? I mean, setting these crazy goals that are unattainable, just it's, to me, it's unproductive. I, I, I don't mind big, hairy, audacious goals, but, um, you know, they have to be kind of within context of other goals too. So we always say it's like eating a elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. One bite at <laughs> Not a that time I'd eat an elephant, out. but yeah. <laughs> you know, hungry. Yeah, one bite at a time, man. Um, one bite at a time. I'm looking at yep. one of the, um, uh, one of the training plans. And so if, if you are listening, check this out. So this is the one that's the beginner training plan and it's a seven week program to get you up to the point where you're going to be running a 5k. And this is how it starts off Monday, 20 minute walk, Tuesday, walk, run three minutes, then you're going to one minute walk. Then you have a rest day and it literally builds you up from being a couch potato to being able to run a 5k in seven weeks. And if you're somebody that needs motivation, you're looking for something to do. This could be the perfect plan. Um, I know we don't have seven weeks until the race at this point, but it could be something that you can build up and there's a lot of different 5k's and things like that. And then maybe next year, you can get to the point where you're where you're running here. So I love that you guys are incorporating more than just the marathon because I think the marathon to probably 95% of the population is intimidating, right? Like 26.2 yeah. miles. They think about that and they're like, that takes me about 25 minutes to drive. <laughs> so how am I going to yeah. do this? So I, I love how you put it in that perspective. I want to um, give a shout out. You you hired an event uh, experience director, uh, Elena Williams, and you talked a little bit about some of the experiences that you're going to see on race weekend. Tell us a little bit more about the role that she's been able to play and uh, and what, what we can really you know experience on race day. Yeah, uh, man, I tell you what, I love Elena. She is... Uh, she is a pro's pro, and I can't say enough good things about her. She reached out to us early in the year and said, hey, I'm new to Charlotte. Um, I've been in the event space, um, done some work in, in some non-running uh, events, but also used to work with uh, New York Roadrunners. Like anybody that drops New York Roadrunners as a, as a reference, man, that, those guys know what they're doing up in New York City. They're, that's a good group up there. And so... We talked to her and we, you know, we basically said, you know, I kind of want to just blow it up and start over from an experiential standpoint. There were some things that we did well, and there were some things that every year it seemed like when we got our surveys back, it's like a hey, communication could be improved. And like you hear that a lot in these surveys, right? I, I didn't know this because you guys didn't communicate it. And whether we did or didn't, the point is that they didn't see it. So it's like, I just want to start over and see how we can like, not, not put any parameters on the experience and let you figure out how we make it the best experience possible because Charlotte's never going to be the biggest marathon in the United States. It just, I, I maybe, maybe it will, but not in my lifetime, you know, Chicago and New York and some of those that are 40 and 50,000 participants in the marathon only. I mean, we got to have five different events just to have, you know, 20% of that crowd. So, but the point is we can be the best, you know, we can be better than those from an experiential standpoint, we can be uh, better at communicating. We can be better with signage, better with entertainment, better with uh, touch points. And so that was really her charge. And, um, it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, you, you have to be able to trust somebody to make these decisions. And I didn't know her very well. And so 
the funny thing is it didn't take me long to learn to trust her. And she said, hey, I want to move to the expo. And I said, oh, really? <laughs> she said, yeah, I, I want to go away from the convention center. And in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, big city marathons always have their expos at, you know, the convention center in the middle of town. And it it's just this paradigm shift of stop doing it because that's the way you've always do, done it or that's because the way everybody else does it. That's That's a dumb reason to do things figure out what works for you. So she said, let's move it out to No Doubt Brewing. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh man, that makes me nervous. She said, well, what are your, what are your top three worries? Because it's, it's an outdoor venue. And I said, weather, weather, and weather. And, <clears throat> you know, typically, and knock on wood, we've always had good weather for the marathon and, and even the expo, even though it's been indoors. <clears throat> but it's a change of pace. And the challenging thing too, and this is kind of a life lesson, you know, is stop looking at at everything through your personal lens and that's that's kind of what i had to do and it's like i'm not sure if i like that well i'm not everybody and but everybody i talk to you know our partners and and the participants and our ambassadors and we mentioned to them oh that's a great idea that would be so much fun well i'm you know soon to be 60 year old white guy who's that's my perspective in life you know it's just but that's not that's not everybody in our demographic audience, and that's not those aren't the people who are coming out to the event. You know, it, it's such a cross section and a mix of people. So the biggest change that people will see is the expos at Noda Brewing Company this year, and it better not rain um, or be too cold. But it's going to be fun no matter what. And if you know what, if it rains, we'll get a little wet and and we'll dry off when we're done and, and that's okay. But we're going to have a good time. They're going to be a great host. It's outside the box. And, and we've tried to make the touch points easy in terms of getting there and parking or taking the light rail. So we're going to have a good time. And, and she's just been fantastic. That's just one. That's the biggest example that I can think of about Elena and, and how she's brought this. But, you know, I mean, her, her famous line is, what can I do to help, you know? And it's like, hey, can you help me with this? Yeah, no problem. And so I think we're going to have a, a, a great event, a great experience this year. Um, we have moved the finish line from Mint Street over to 4th Street, so it's right around the corner. But it does give us more room, and, and it's going to allow us to grow in the future. So um, I'm excited about those changes, and I'm, I'm excited to work with Elena. Congratulations. It's not easy yeah. to find great partners and help right now. And, and, uh, so that speaks volumes to the, you and, and the brand that you guys have yeah. created. And, uh, yeah. that doesn't need to go unnoticed either, man. And how in the heck are you 60 years old? I, I'm not sure. I believe you <laughs> <laughs> running yeah, must be a true lifestyle, man. Cause you're taking great care of yourself. <clears throat> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I'm yeah. not 60 yet, but I will Getting be. Getting close. I, it, actually, the 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 funny coincidence is uh, it's uh, Marathon Day is my birthday. You know, wow. 13. Wow. Well, that's so, so cool. six, 60. Um, yeah, it'd be a great way to, to celebrate. 60 years but, and 26 miles. There you go. Yeah. But I've, I've still got kids at home. Um, our youngest is a freshman in high school, so um, that keeps me young. Um you know, running, I just, I, I, I think age is a state of mind more than anything. You know, I don't, I don't think of myself as 60 or 59. I don't even think of myself as 50. I just think of myself as 
someone who likes to go and do things and stay active and, and be involved and um, try to make positive changes to the community and, and have an effect that, you know, you know, the old saying, leave it, leave it better than you found it. And so that that's kind of uh, a perspective I like to keep in mind. Thank you for that. Yeah, Absolutely. I love it, man. And um, before we, we let you go, anybody that's listening, obviously like, share, comment, you know, go, you know, follow Tim, follow the Charlotte Marathon. I think ultimately our challenge to you after this podcast is to get your family involved. You don't even have to sign up for the event. Go on the corner of, of the of the route, cheer on people. The more people that attend this event, the more people that cheer on the runners, they get excited about it. Then they tell their friends and then more and more people start to run this marathon Go, you can go Google the Boston Marathon and see how much fun they have up in Boston. It's an event. You know, they have more people that come watch it than they do run it. And it's one of the biggest marathons out there. And that's what our community can do. And, and if we really wrap our arms around the Charlotte Marathon, we support it. That will not only raise more money for Novant, for their children's hospital, but ultimately will continue to elevate who we are as a city. And I think everybody that lives here, probably 60% of you from the north who've moved here in the last five years, you love this city. You moved here for a reason. So these are the types of events we need to back. They're ones that will help us for, for a good cause, obviously. But let's let's support Tim. Let's support the marathon. And uh, and if you're excited about it, go run. You still got time. Google right now and sign up. And uh, Tim, I just really appreciate what you've been able to do working through you know COVID, getting creative with virtual races. Uh, now we get to to get back in person, and um, you know we wish you the best on this uh, on this run, and and really thankful for everybody that volunteers and everybody that sponsors yeah. it. And um, yeah, man, I just um, I'm excited to see where where this can go. Thank you guys very much. I appreciate you having me, and you know just appreciate the the people I work with, not just Elena, but the the folks at Well Run Media. Um, you know, our partners at Novant Health and uh, Ally and Bedgear and Publix and Chick-fil-A. I mean, they, they're, they're just awesome. They're, and there's a long list, and I apologize. I've, I've left a couple off. But The Charlotte Marathon is our website. Uh, not just Charlotte Marathon. you got to stick a the in front of it. Um, so thecharlottemarathon.com. Uh, you can still register. Um, you can register up until uh, the day before. But... Um, yeah, we're excited about this year, and and thank you again for having me, and, and uh, let me share a little bit about our story. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. And like like you said, which I love this quote: "The miracle is not that I finish; it's that I started." And I think that is uh, that's something that people can take in anything in life. So. Uh, Tim, thank you so much. Thank you for leading the charge on the Charlotte Marathon. We wish you the best on November 13th. Please sign up. If you don't sign up, volunteer. If you don't volunteer, just go out and cheer on the runners. They'll love you for it, and it'll make the event even better. Uh, until next time, you've been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.